Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hear Me See Me podcast is sponsored by Zenoti, the number one cloud software for salons and spas. Because when people feel good, they find their greatness. I am Stuart Roberts, and I'm really excited to introduce my new podcast, Hear Me See Me. Just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. I'd had this idea after being inspired by a guy in America I'd seen cutting hair on the streets and seeing the difference it made to the guys who were there. This is more than a job. This is a calling. Hello, this is Stuart from Hear Me See Me podcast, and today I'm talking to an absolute dynamite of a woman. <laughs> We've got an hour time limit. I don't know if we'll be able to stick to it. Um, she is just such a bundle of energy. She's our uh, Wakefield team leader, and um, she was actually doing a project all by herself anyway uh, before she reached out, and then we, we sort of brought her into the family. And um, she's an incredible woman, and today I'm talking to Lauren Tudor. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? <laughs> Very good. So, uh, when you when we first started to speak, you was already doing this on your own, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I started doing it in about 2017. Um, Homeless has always bothered me quite a bit, to be fair. Um, Yeah. It's more about the other side of, you know, the mental health side of it, the addiction people have to suffer through while living on the street. And obviously having personal relations with people who have struggled with drinking drugs, you know, I understand it's not that easy just to be able to say, oh, well, they need to come off it and things. So, you know, Mm. just about giving a bit of support to me to my community. So I opened up uh, one at Salvation Army in Castleford and one at um, Community Awareness Programme, which is in Wakefield City Centre. Uh, yeah, and it's been going really well, but I was just, I mean, there's like so many people and there were only me, so obviously yeah. it's been great since we've joined because there's more of us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the thing. It, it's Generally, it's people like, they reach out to us who want to who start or get started with it. But there are occasionally people who are already sort of doing it off their own back. And then um, it's great to have, like, uh, them join the family because, you know, you'd already done the hard work. It's getting the venue, getting everything established. We just sort of come along and, and just helps with a bit of support at the end of it. Yeah, um, that, that branding really helps as well because it, it creates more awareness because it's a bigger organisation than just doing it yeah. myself. And obviously, there were, I've always had a bit of a worry about promoting it on social media because... Social media can be seen through so many eyes and so many different views, and I certainly didn't want to look like I was, you know, doing it for likes or whatever, because it's really not. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And and it makes it like a third-party thing, doesn't it? If you you go look at me, what I'm doing, but if I go look at what this girl's doing, it's it's more, it's it's acceptable, isn't it? You know, know, um, having said that, it's a, it's a delicate balance we always have to play because um, between, like, um, 
uh, we don't want to um, take advantage, you know. Um, but then... No, they have to put these people on a pedestal. Yeah. For your own benefit sort of thing. So that's not right either, is it? No, no. And it's a, it's a delicate game we play, but we do, we, we're very careful with it. Yeah. And, you know, we're very strict with making sure that people, only people who want to be highlighted are highlighted. Because yeah. a lot of people say, no, no, I don't know. A lot of people, I find, <laughs> you know, they say, like, my family don't know I'm homeless. Especially like people from Europe, they, they sort of, yeah, they don't want to be seen on. Yeah, yeah, they don't want to be seen on social media saying that. Well, there's, you know, so many, there's so many stories from these people. There's so many different reasons why they wouldn't want to be on the platform. Mm. To be honest. And as well, unfortunately, the homelessness um, sort of tar- brush that he's been tarred with does carry a lot of shame. You know, yeah. and I think these people do feel that. Hence why even the, a simple thing like an echo is so, so important because it gives them a, a, a bit of self-worth. Even if it's for a week until it grows back, it's, it's something, isn't it? And if, if someone's got that little bit of glimmer of hope from something, it helps them keep going for a bit, yeah. at least. Yeah, I mean... I think that's what general public really forget about when they're walking past these people and they sort of get judged because, you know, they're on drugs. And I think a lot of people are completely uneducated with, you know, the system, the childcare system. You know, for example, a lot of these people from streets have been brought up in care. And, you know, they've been abused in different ways. And they, they they can't do anything because they don't do anything else. And I think people forget that a lot of people end up on drinking drugs through actually being homeless, not the other way around, because that's what I hear a lot personally, you know, when I'm talking about it in the salon, it, well, yeah. it's brought on myself because they're on drugs, and I think, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're getting it I all mean, wrong. The thing is, there's no education for these people, so no. there's only an handful of people who understand it through personal experience, let's face it. The only people that get it who have had some sort of personal experience with these things. Everybody else around in a bubble, the social little bubble. Yeah, and that, that is the thing. It, it, it's very easy to quickly get back into your own little safe space, um, and then you know forget forget what it's like. And that's why constantly working with other people, um, it just reinforces you know yeah, what you I know mean, about it. I, but I also think it can be it can make it harder for when we're doing our job in our, in our normal environment. When you know, yeah. we're now we're now battling with people from the age yeah. of you know, from the age of seven to the age of fifty-five, bringing in pe- pictures of other people, but then and they're never being happy with it. And I think, well, yeah, because you're not being yourself. But this, we've got a society that doesn't want to be themselves. So it's hard to be work for us. I mean, what? Sometimes Do you know what? I couldn't wait. To, with, I couldn't wait to get you on this podcast because you really are going to let everyone have it, aren't you? <laughs> Wait, we're getting both barrels in there today. I know, I've got you I've primed had, and ready to fire, I tell you. I've had, I've had three months in house with kids 24 7, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, she's, ready to, she's ready to blow this one. Yeah, and so that's, why that's why I'm going to Greece, because I think I'm better, I'm better off before I cause some sort of damage. <laughs> yeah, going on to that, I mean, uh, you know, when I met you. Uh, I came along and we 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 done the project and everything was was great and I know that your family have a very um, successful salon and business yeah. and and you work in that and and you know uh, you, you said to me the other day you know that you, you're going you know what what's brought that on tell me well, about you know, where you're going and and and, and well, what's brought that on 
Well, I had a bit of time off in January um, with the kids just because I felt like, I just thought, oh, my God, you know, my eldest turned 10, my youngest one nine, and I thought, oh, my God, where's time gone? Mm. You know, I've, I do, I, I'm, I'm involved in a lot of stuff. I work a lot and this and that. And then I just thought, you know what? I need to have a bit of time with kids. So that's what I did. And then I was going to go to Greece for a couple of months, but obviously then there were worldwide pandemic, which is honestly about right for my life. Um, so I just thought, but then it came back to coming back round to the kids going back to school and me going back to work and I was getting hounded. And don't forget, I love your village where I work as well. So, and I just thought, you know mm. what? I'm not being awful, but I really can do without all this. Mm. So I just said to the kids, <laughs> do you want to go and live in Greece for a year? And they were like, yeah. So I looked into it and you know, I just thought I, I've, I've, something I've learned through being in lockdown thing that time is much more important than most things. And I've, oh, you know, I've given out, out myself a lot. I've, I've done a lot of things that are good. You know, I've, mm. I've been to India, I did Chasing Futures, I did all this stuff. And it's, I've done a lot and it's been good. But I just feel like I know it's pushing against the boundary because like, a lot of people said to me, oh, what are you doing? You're taking the kids away from the friends. And I thought, yeah, and they'll learn a different life. They'll probably learn a different language. And they'll be a lot more well-rounded from it, in my view. Mm. You know, they're growing up around, unfortunately, constant negativity. And I just think, God, you know, I've got, an, I've got a 10-year-old wanting an iPhone 7 so she can take pictures of herself like her mates do. And I think, no. Mm. I'm not it's having scary, that. isn't it? It is it's scary. really scary. And I think... Because they've almost just grown up all of a sudden. I've seen that thing now, and there's kids walking around with iPhones and crop tops, and I think, what? Mm. What are you doing? So you know, if I'm taking, unfortunately, the only way around it, I can't, I can't be that that parent that doesn't let them have anything. Mm. Because then they'll end up getting bullied. So you can't really win, can you? <laughs> so I just thought, if I just take them out of the situation for a bit. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like hitting the pause button, isn't it? Like you're yeah, just going to hit the pause button. Yeah, and then they, that is exactly, yeah. Yeah, that is exactly what, I, what I'm wanting to do because there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of bad things going on. And this, this little island that I'm going to is really basic. You know, we'll live a really quite basic life. Mm. But the loads of YouTube, you know, I've warned them. <laughs> Did, you oh, get, you've got a YouTube you band, have you? <laughs> you, better get, you better get binge watching us because I'm telling you now. <laughs> There'll be none of it. And I just think that it's about, they need to, I think the kids need to be kids. Yeah. Rather than me having to, rather than me having to, you know, and it's not, this isn't, obviously, this isn't a thing, like I said, yes, it's not anything against homeless people. But, you know, I went to Leeds the other day, we bought three sausage rolls, three coffees, because the kids are like, but why, I don't understand, mummy, why these people, and I'm like, I know, darling, this is unfortunately just how it is. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking to have to say that to, to children. Yeah. I mean, I know that can't change it just by, by going away, but, you know, it's just yeah. about a, a bit of a break from it. Yeah. I've got a friend who did it. I've got a friend who um, uh, used to be in the music business, and he he, he basically, what they did, they, the kids were, I think, they were a similar sort of age to yours when they they rented their house. They'd done a year lease on their house, so so that sort of brought them in an income. Yeah. Um, and they booked a two-week holiday to the Caribbean. I can't remember where, but somewhere in the Caribbean. We said, well, what they said was, right, well, we're, we're going on holiday for two weeks, and we'll see what happens. 
Yeah. Um, and they stayed a year in, I think it was St. Lucia, they stayed a year. Because <laughs> they might say they were there, they went to the place. But it was, yeah. You know, well, the thing is, um, I'm, I'm lucky because my mum's got a house there. Right, yeah. So yeah. I, it's a bit like home from home for me anyway. So yeah. I'm going to live there for six months and then I'm going to move yeah. somewhere else. But, you know, and it's not just that, but I really wanted to teach the kids that they can do throughout, you know, all the hard work I've done and not, not spent as much time with them. Yeah. Obviously, there's only been me to look after them, so it's been difficult. Yeah. You know, the fact that I've created us, I've created us as a family an option. Yeah. That, to me, means more than a lot of things, to be honest. Yeah. Because I want the kids to be able to think, you know what, I'm done with it. I've, I've had enough of this. And not, and not just staying that repetitive life that unfortunately does bring on things like pr- things that people want to do, like smoking, drinking, them sort of stuff, because, and that's what happens. I see yeah. it happen all around me. People stay in relationships, they're miserable, that they're staying it because they don't leave, and it's just like, what? Yeah. But that's almost normal now. It's normal for you to know couples who can't stand each other, but they're together. Just, and I think you're just creating misery for more kids. Yeah. And then it's breeds, you know what I mean? It's just like a, it's like a breed. It's going to be an in, inbred thing by the time, you know, everybody, in years to come. It's going to be like that. Everyone's going to walk around miserable. <laughs> that's pretty much happy. what it's like now. Have you? Well, it is. I can't be fucking happy, doesn't it? Tell me about the school. Tell me about the school because I thought it was hilarious when you said about when because you was going to take them for a couple of months. Oh yes, I was going to take them for a couple of months. So I did yeah. all the working out because I'm super organised, and I actually yeah. calculated that the kids out of the eight weeks would only be off school twenty five days. Right. So I sent in a three-page letter to the Board of Governors explaining yeah. about the kids, so the kids, when the kids' dad had been into hospital, yeah. um, and obviously he, he were unwell, and yeah. obviously continuing to do them things. Mm. Um, so, he's, you know, so I was obviously worried, which then affected my mental health massively. Yeah. Hence, the, like, one of the contributions to me being off because obviously I've had to deal with this for a long time and no one really around me gets it because I was young when I had the kids and stuff. So it's been a bit of a, like, a weird situation. And then, so I wrote to the school and basically said, look, this is what's going on. The kid's dad isn't well. I don't know what's going to happen with him. I need a couple of months away to, to explain to the kids what's going on because, you know, there's a lot of information for me I need to give them. Yeah. for them to not be damaged by the fact that of, of his addiction, do you know what I mean? Yeah, he might get around anyway. So, yeah, yeah so I said, I, need, I can't just, you know, when, when, between me working and then being at school and doing all the hobbies, we have a Sunday afternoon. What I meant mm. to do is drop, drop the bombshells on the kids and then send them to school the next day. Then they'll be naughty, won't they? And then it's, do you know what I mean? It's like, mm. I don't understand how these adults don't understand about these kids, but it's clearly because they don't understand about the pattern of behaviour that comes with people that are involved with people with addictions because the addiction yeah. is, is a behaviour pattern let's face it it's a behaviour pattern yeah but people don't understand enough about addiction to be able to resonate with it at all they just think it's people taking piss and it's like what yeah so I'm so I've sent this to a board of governors which, let's face it they'll be educated people and a lot of money a year explaining yeah. about you know explaining about the kids mental health and you know that I see signs my son my son is it can get a little bit angry at times, and he can he really breaks down when you mention his dad, and you know I mentioned all these things, 
saying yeah. about her, a few things about my daughter, about how she, you know, the fact that she didn't even ask about him concerns me. Yeah. All these, like, key important things, I, I asked, I had another head teacher look over it, I had a CEO of the school look over it, I had, I had all sorts of people look over it to make sure I had enough, but not, you know what I mean, not really touching amounts of, of information, yeah. because I, obviously I do go on. So yeah. it'd have been like, it'd been like a bleeding book by the time I'd have finished. <laughs> 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 so I got, so I sent it in, weeks went by, I basically got a letter back that was a generic letter saying that basically they wouldn't authorise holiday leave and that I'd be fined for both children £600-odd. Right. So I rang their teacher and I said, listen, I said, I don't really think that letter I've just sent you is actually a, a very a decent response at all. I said, it's a, dis- I said, it's a disgrace. I said, yeah. I've just told you about my children's situation that you're meant to be in charge of. I said, I've had no thought. You, I said, if anything, if, you, if, you, if you'd have rung me and said, you know what? You know what? I can't do anything about this. But you're going to get this letter, but let me just see what I can do. No phone call, no checking if the kids are no. okay. No, 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 nothing to make sure that I were okay. Nothing. No. So do, you they read it? do you think they read it thoroughly or...? I don't even know. I don't even think they no. this is this is what I'm saying to you. I don't think I don't think people understand because it, yeah. it's not because it's not spoke about enough. Let's face no. it, enough every person has a little addiction, whether it's cleaning, whether it's hoarding, whether it's drink, drugs, sex, gambling, whatever. Yeah. Everyone's got something. Yeah. Everybody. So I've worked my way through most of them, it's just the cleaning I managed to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, and, and, and it's a stigma, and it's a lack of understanding. Um, it, it's complete ignorance, though, at some point. You know. Especially by people, unfortunately, especially by people who are higher up in the world. They're ignorant to their little lives don't involve it. And it's, yeah. The, the problem is, is the divide becoming more because the corporate side of the world are living in one, one life, and they've got to live in another, and it's like, but they're running it and they don't get it. Mm. They're not making the right decisions for. For, for, the, for not even for adults, for the kids. And then they're wondering, mm. like, umpteen kids in care, umpteen people on the street, and I think, well, who's his fucking brain? Oh. Yeah, but they're on, they're on people, these people are on thousands. It's frustrating, isn't it? It's so frustrating when you, you know, some of these decisions. Honestly, I'd yeah. be on that soapbox all day long, we're at 10 down the street, they would be, I'd be arrested. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be getting stoned to death in the street. Yeah. But, but so, so anyway, so I went into school. Yeah. Went into school and I said to him, "Listen, I'll be going." I said, "You want me to pay epoxy fine?" I said, "I will." I said, "Money doesn't bother me." I said, "I'm not." And that, I don't mean that in like a. No, I know what you mean. I yeah. just mean it doesn't make a difference to me. Yeah. So yeah. I'll pay it. You're not it. governed by it, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then he said, um, "All right." So I said, "So can you get the teachers to put me some work together, please?" Didn't even offer. I I organised it. Yeah. So I went in for a meeting with the teachers. He didn't even sit in. The two teachers sat with me. He he basically walked past them and all oh, they were there in a minute. I said, oh, you're not coming in? Oh, no. I went, all oh, right. I went, right, so. <laughs> I just think... I he loved you. He <laughs> They all like me. Yeah. They just make it really hard, though, for, for people, like, the whole thing. Like I said, you know, every single part of the system that I've ever known just doesn't seem to yeah. work. It doesn't work. And I've not been awful. I'm a 31-year-old hairdresser. 
Yeah. I'm not intelligent because I'm not I'm not sick, but I yeah. can see this is not working, so I don't understand why these people can't. And you're expected to pay your taxes and do this, but there's nobody to ring and ask questions. No, I can't ring nobody, me, and ask no questions. I've no. tried. Trust me, I've tried. I know, because you asked me enough, when I? Yeah. <laughs> Take down the street, phone number, I want it. Hello? Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, people need to I remember, ask more you know, questions. I remember... I remember the first, my first time that when I did it at Castleford Salvation Army, there were a bloke there, 40 odd year old, and he was, yeah. oh, sorry, sorry, sorry if I'm, sorry if I'm lucky, love, so, you know, like, proper apologising for yourself. And I said, listen, I don't yeah. I said, listen, I, I do, I do worse people there, and I have to pay for it, don't worry. Um, so he was telling me his tale, and he'd been in army, done two tours, yeah. and he had, he, he basically got to this, um, got to this, it was, it it were, it were, you know, like position that he was doing. And this kid came over with an IED strapped him and his sergeant told him to shoot him, so he had to. And as it wow. turns out, this bomb squad came and all this, they were trying to attack the other side and it were a fake bomb and this lad were obviously traumatised. So they sent him home on ill, on, on Ill health. So I said to him, well, want there a programme to go to after? No, no, no. And he were like, well, he were like, well, yeah, there is a he says, but... I was trained not to need help from age of 16. <laughs> I was trained, yeah, I was I trained to survive. They were like, so he basically came home. He had a daughter at similar age to this kid that he'd obviously had to, had to kill. And he basically just, he was drinking. Then he ends up on the street and then he's on heroin. And then he's come yeah. to sleep. And then he's got hepatitis C. And I just thought, so I came out and I was absolutely hysterical. I couldn't even breathe. I love my mum. I said, mum, I need a number. She's like, what for? I said, I need to speak to somebody at the army. There was sufficient <laughs> I said they've sent him out to fight for money that all that's all they're fighting for is money and basically yeah. status. I said yeah. and this I said this lad's life through noon and then he's got a kid that's life through noon and probably a wife that's life through noon. I said I yeah. want to put on somebody. His Google parents, it. his siblings, it ripples out. Oh, uh, it, it it's so many people it hurts. I don't realise the, no. the, the thing is I don't care because Let's face it, they pluck army lads from bad situations because they've got no else and they're raw. Yeah. And it's basically, it's disgusting what they do, I think. But obviously they don't want to know what I think, do they, God? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It, it, until you get out into this world, it's almost like a subterranean world, isn't it, I always find. It's almost like it's just there below the surface that people walk on by. Um, and I don't, sometimes I don't blame people because they're naive and they, they, they don't until you get your head into this world you don't really know the extent of how these things no, are do you and let's face it you know not no disrespect to my parents or anything but you know when i were a kid it was oh don't just be careful of them you know yeah you know it were always you know that you know druggies and oh don't go near them and oh you know what i mean it's, yeah you're almost conditioned to be scared of these people yeah that's why I make my kids still say, should we get that myself? So I say, yeah, go and ask him. Yeah. They look at me and I go, off you go. And they do it now yeah. automatically. They do it now automatically. They don't even ask me, they just go. I'm like, yeah. kids. <laughs> they're them all up. I'm like, shit, come on. Yeah. I know. I mean, you've got to be there's sensible, not, but, many, but there's not, there's people, there's not people, you know. There's not people that have to do that. No. No. And it's, and it's, uh, and it's fear and, and lack of understanding. And this is why... This is what the podcast is about. It's what what about all the social media is about from the projects. Is is to sort of put faces and to put stories to the people. 
yeah. that we see because they are human beings, you know. And, yeah, and yeah. As with all human beings, there's good and bad. We meet some that are very hard to like, but we meet some that are, are, are just these absolutely gems of people, and they've just had a string of shit up, you know. Once you can see through, yeah. once you understand behaviours and, and things like that, and once you under, once you make the time to understand, you see straight through people. Yeah. It's too scary because you know why they're doing it, because they're probably sad themselves. Yeah. But it's running away. It, it can not personalise everything you see. Cause every, yeah. Everyone's so self-centred, they don't even realise because everything's about, you can't pay anything to anyone without them turning it around onto themselves. Yeah, it, it's interesting because when when I was when I was a, quite when I was a lot younger, I used to so look down on like my you know my words was I couldn't stand druggies, I hated druggies, you know. Yeah, I would go out every weekend to get smashed. I would go out to the point where I think I was only about nineteen the first time I stopped drinking, you know. To, have, to have, have enough of a problem to realise you need to stop at that young age, you know. But but that's all right. It's just socially acceptable. But druggies, you know, but yeah, it's all right. no. you know, take it forward to like the early eight to the sorry the late eighties, and that, and then I'm taking pills, and then later on I'm taking cocaine, and all of a sudden now there's not the druggy thing. It's it's socially acceptable. It's like all of a sudden, all of a sudden now, drugs. Like, yeah, but things like things like coke are completely yeah. acceptable to do daily now. But if you, yeah. if, you know, but pills you do on a weekend, maybe Kate, you might yeah. do on a weekend or maybe through a week. Oh well, that sounds yeah. You're doing it out, it's like what? I you don't understand how many people I know and and like see who are really addicted to cats. And I don't think people understand enough about ketamine to understand the addic- the addiction side of it. No. It's seen as a recreational drug. What they don't understand about it is, you know, that it's it's taking people out of the bod out of their cells. And let's face it, nobody likes cells these days because everyone's trying to be somebody else. Yeah. So this this problem that we've got is that everybody wants to be something else. So people that are quiet, I know people that are quiet who have ended up sniffing coke all the time because it gives them confidence. Yeah. It's a confidence booster. Same with drink. Or people who drink drink, yeah. drink wine because of stress. Have a drink or night because of stress. I know people who smoke weed. Do you know what I mean? I smoke weed. Yeah. But to me, I I don't, I'm not, I'm not buying stupid, stupid shit like a lot of shit and still gelato 45 and all this crap. I yeah. just have normal stuff. I have a joint at night and I go to bed. I yeah. don't drink. Don't do drugs. I've, I've done stuff in the past. I've parted myself, loved it. Yeah. The difference was I am, I've always been able to make myself come home. Yeah. Whereas the people who I noticed who have got issues in their life or they've got, you know, self-issues, you know, they're the ones who can't, don't know when to stop because they don't want to go back to reality. And that's what people don't understand about these. Yeah. That's what they're not understanding because our reality is now split in two because we've got people living a fake life on social media, you know, the other side of social media, which is yeah. bullshit. We've got people living fake lives and people living normal lives thinking that their lives are okay because they're not like theirs. And it's just like a constant cycle. And I don't understand why people get themselves involved in it to the point where I've literally had to delete all my social media because I can't, I can't do it. It puts yeah. me in a severely bad mood and I could literally, could blow me out if I get that fucked up with it. Yeah. I think, why are you doing that to yourself? Like, what are you... And then it's almost like a pattern. 
So there with the boyfriend, or girl with boyfriend, and then my boyfriend gets deleted and it's all pictures of her with crop tops. I think, oh, things oh, are like no. and, it, it, and this is what I mean about my own daughter. I can't have that for my daughter. I, I won't have that. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, she is in year, I mean, she'd she be going into year six. She's the only kid in her class without a phone. And I don't mean yeah. like an iPhone 4. I mean like an iPhone 7. 11. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. And I just think, yeah. they're all pouting, taking pictures, filled up on Snapchat. I think, why are these kids on Snapchat? Because last time I were on Snapchat, it was full of big tricks and it was vile. Yeah. I looked, I looked straight back out of it and I thought, go away. Pathetic. Yeah. You're pathetic. And was, but this is a normal thing. Same with these things that have been created like OnlyFans. These young girls, literally, they don't see it like that because all these other girls are all like, yeah, we can do what we want, but women won't just turn pictures. You literally take a yeah. picture of yourself and next to note for men to pay for to look at it. It's vile. Yeah. But now it's socially acceptable. There's, every, there's loads of girls. OnlyFans, they'll put it in the bio, like they're proud of it, OnlyFans page. Come, yeah. come see me. Think, come see me. You're about 18. Yeah. And then again, causing another load of, another load of different sort of mental health problems there. So it's like, there's no mental health support in this sort of country anywhere, I don't think. They're, 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 you know, yeah, it, yeah, there's about, they're struggling so much. Cause yeah, there's, about, there's, now there's, about, there's now about four and five different pools of mental health sources. Yeah. And it's getting out of control, and until they get some sort of hold on it, it's going to be out of control completely. Because we couldn't, we can't get a grip on people. Normal people, we actually like mental health problems, like you know, like um, I can't think of a mental health problem now in my mind. <laughs> well, I've got you know, like an example. Or whatever. They've yeah. all on coping with them. Let alone people who are literally developing these mental health problems from things like drink and drugs and social yeah. media. And it's, it's just completely, it's completely just unnoticed. There's literally a million, a million and a half drug dealers everywhere you go. Mm. And it all seems to me to be unnoticed. I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, uh, there was a boom. Uh, lockdown, I thought, naively thought, oh, maybe at least people might sort of uh, come off stuff a bit in lockdown. Oh my God, they, no. they had an absolute boom. They, 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 it was a boom industry in lockdown. Yeah, everyone was you know, like, Yeah. Like, I've, never, yeah. I've got mates who were doing it, and I'm like, no, yeah. no thanks. It, you know, like, it, I mean, people were, I, mean, I just, it was a, it was a very difficult situation, and people were trying to, as again, as what people do stuff for, trying to escape the realities of it and all that. But you know, uh, my family were great with me because, you know, I don't, I don't expect them to not have a drink and not do anything. Yeah. Uh, but they kept it to like, like. A Saturday night. Yeah, like you normally would. Would. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was like we're not all going to get pissed all week, and then Dad's got to hide in his room because he's I'll cope with it. Yeah, exactly. We'll do a Saturday night, and I would sit out there with him, and, and you yeah. know, we'd have a, have a laugh. This, this is another one of my problems. I feel like even like I said, I've got a lot of mates me that every single thing. Right, we meet up, watch it, like have a night out, and I think, oh god. Yeah. I've not been awful. I don't like myself drunk. Me, I don't like myself because I'm a nightmare. Can you imagine? Don't need well, I, I, I can only imagine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've caused enough grief in the last years. I've been going out, so I've given it up. I've given yeah. it up. And that's the thing. If you, you know, it, it, it's, the, it's difficult with, with people like myself, like addicted people. Like, you know, you, don't, you can't do that. You can't just say, oh, I've had enough. Because you just keep, you become mentally obsessed. 
Yeah. Because you said it's effective. You know, you want to you hide away from something, it'll keep coming up, well, that works, so I'm going to do that again. Yeah, exactly. You know? And that's exactly the same thing. Let's face it, if crack and heroin were not deemed as a drug that they were, people mm. would fucking take it. Yeah. They only do it because, oh no, oh no, I'll sniff coke and I'll sniff that and I'll sniff up yeah. and I'll fucking and GB and the rest of it. But I won't take heroin and I won't no. smoke crack. You think, all right, sounds all good for you. But the thing yeah. is, to the people on the street, that's the only thing available to them because it's cheaper to buy in the, the amounts that they buy. Yeah. And also in their spice. Yeah, of course, it's spice. Oh, I mean, yeah. spice is just peanuts like, to buy. Spice is like MCAT, isn't it? Yeah. And it, oh. it just spice just, and, the people know, are and, just doing a heading with it now. You know what another problem is? Because obviously I watch loads of stuff, me, because I like to know. And, you know, the, another problem, and I know this for myself because I've, I've done it. I, I don't think these young people realise what happens sniffing because it's shit. Yeah. It, it, can't even be, it can't even be real coke. And I'm watching no. this thing that was basically saying they were crushing up bloody um, cattle wormer because it gives yeah. off, like, petrol smell. Yeah. It's baking soda and something else. And I thought, oh, my God. Yeah. And I thought, I'm not, no. Well, you're not going to get a scrupulous drug dealer, are you? You know, if I, well, exactly. I can throw something in there, I will. That, that's gonna, if I'm going to split it up and, and let's you know, get, get me profit a bit bigger, you yeah, know. Exactly. And this it, generation that between, like, 18 and, say, 25, are all, yeah. like, so easily led because they do everything because they all dress same, all girls have the same makeup, same hair, they all look the same, they're yeah. like a little... Like an army walking around a female, and I think, good God, yeah, all trying to be grown up, and then obviously they'll all do it. So, obviously, and let's face it, they're so easily led. And the, the, the young, the kids, I found old yeah. daughter, the kids, uh, the kids, and the, they, Poor old girl. they won't even know, they won't even know what real coke is. So, they'll just no. get pissed and obviously sniff that and think, Yeah, I'm off my head. It's like a placebo effect, yeah. They won't realise because they've got a clue what they're doing because they're young and they're stupid. Yeah, I mean, the the, the, the thing that worries me as well is, is like, as you said, with grass, like, with, with people smoking, um, it's not it's not a natural plant. You know, they're smoking. They are smoking. They can't. It's all natural. It's fine. But they're smoking well, the stuff. It's, 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 just... it's completely grown in chemicals, I, covered I, in crystallised chemical. Yeah, I've smoked weed for years on and off, do you know what I mean? And I've not been yeah. on it. There's a massive difference. I, I tried some uh, ages ago, some of this, like, you know, like, hybrid Cali weed yeah. stuff, whatever it is. Yeah. They all just do it because people sing it in songs, that's all it is. Yeah. This is what I'm saying about them being sheep. They need to get a grip. And yeah. it literally, I literally sat there and I just couldn't even, I just like, I was just tired. It was hot. It was, it was shit. Whereas yeah. normally... On a night, I, I, you know, I put around, might have a little smoke, and then I'm good to bed and I feel sound. I woke up groggy, I felt like shit. Yeah. To the point where I almost wanted, and obviously I didn't sit up morning, but I almost wanted to have another joint to make myself feel better, and that's how yeah. Yeah. And that. there it goes, and there you have it. This, yeah. this, this is the addictive uh, aspect of it. People saying you can't get addictive to it, it's like there's so many chemicals that you will get addicted to. Inside that, that it's grown in. But what? The, the, even the, even I'm not being awful. I'm not saying all doctors, but even so, I took the kids' dad years ago, and I mean bloody years ago, ten years ago, to the doctor and explained about this ketamine problem. The doctor told me it it wasn't physically able to be addicted. It wasn't physically addictive. So 
Right. It's fine, sort of thing. He needed just to stop doing it. So I said to him, that's fine. I said, but the research I've done, the problem is, I said, you're mistaking the physical addiction of heroin and stuff because of, of withdrawal to the actual yeah. mental behaviour side of the addiction. Yeah. No, 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 no. And I was like, oh, I just I just walked out. So I thought, you're, you're, I, I'm not being horrible, but you're a doctor. You obviously don't get it and whatever. <laughs> so then, so then a, it's a mental obsession. That's the end of the line, and isn't it? Yeah, the the mental obsession is as strong as the physical addiction. Well, the brain and sometimes cases sometimes stronger. Because the brain is the thing that works the whole body, so a mental addiction is even more than a physical addiction in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you, you can't were... control it. You can't physically control, unless you're strong. Yeah. yeah. You know you can't do it. It's a three. Uh, it, to be honest, I find you know in my experience over the years, it's a threefold illness. And it's mental, physical, and spiritual. So yeah. it's like mentally, uh, physically, it, you know, you have one, you want one more. Mentally, you're obsessed with the thing that it will take you, you know, it'll cure the thing that's missing. Um, and then spiritually, because you, you, you've got nothing else to believe in, nothing else to, to drive you. Yes, so it's not, it's not, I'm not talking about religions and things, I'm just talking about uh, just having something, a, a, a sense of purpose, a sense of right and wrong, a sense of, you know, yeah. all of these things to, 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 to motivate you to do the right thing. So it, it, it's more, you can't tackle just one of these problems because the others have pop up. You know, yeah. uh, and this is what, so a doctor be, can't do it on his own. No, but it, it needs to be a long drawn out process. Yeah. But the thing mm. is, wet. Whereabouts are these? Unless you've got millions and thousands, you can send people to rehab. Where yeah. are these people meant to get rehabilitated? Because they're just dying on the street. And I don't think that's well, acceptable, me. I, I just think that is not acceptable for no. the country to be like that. Well, what, the fifth or sixth richest country in the world? Why is this mm. happening? You can't ask no questions, there's no answers, nothing. No. Okay. Yeah, why? How can it be happening? I was, I was going to say to you earlier that that you know I was too. I think at the point I was two years sober, I had a complete mental nutdown. One night I was out and and I couldn't cope with everything. It all come on me. I just walked. I just walked and walked and walked, and then I ended up in A and E. Tears coming down my face, snot hanging out my nose. Couldn't verbalise. Went to the desk. And this woman was standing looking at me and said, Right, what's 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 the matter? And I couldn't I was just like, I can't I can't And she said, Well if you don't tell me what's wrong, I can't help you, can I? And she did I never forget this sort of fear and I was almost like an out of body. I, I, yeah. I couldn't I was it was almost like you know when it's dreams when you've got something like you haven't got a mouth and you've got a you I couldn't get out what I was feeling. Yeah. You know, and lucky and enough, Calamine walked in and helped me at the time because I don't know where I would have, I think I'd have flipped round and gone, I don't know what would have happened to me, you know. Because they're, they're not, they're, they're not mentally, they're, they're not, uh, yeah. to cope with it. There's nothing for you. No. And then exactly. two years ago, when I lost my, you know, coming up for two years, when I lost my business, I really, really went through it. You know, I'm, I'm someone who's got a, by then, you know, I've got a long-term recovery, I've got tools in place, I've got, people around me, I've got, I'm lucky enough to have family and all of these things. Um, and I still was on the very edge of everything. I went to the doctor and he said, you need, you need this, you need to phone this talking therapy. Phone them, you definitely need some treatment. You need, I think they was going to do some CBT therapy or something. Oh, but, yeah. you know, and then like, 
I was merrily driving along the road off to a project. That's what saved me, you know, helping other yeah. people save me. But then, like, sort of six months later, I'm driving along to a project, I think, and then, and then the phone went, and it's, oh, it's having mental health. And I straight away thought, yeah, it must be something to do with kids. <laughs> and yeah. then they went, oh, it's about your appointment. <laughs> I went, what? And she said, your appointment? I was like, that was six months ago. Oh my and I said, I'm not having a go. I said, I'm not having a go at you. I said, that's disgusting. I said, I, I could have, I could have topped myself by now. You, you know, people, right. people, people dying out there. You know, she said, yeah. she went, I'll take it. You don't want the appointment and hung up on me. Oh my god, <laughs> I can't, I can't even do it. I mean, I think, I think, I think they don't realise. You know, I, I've been having some CBT therapy, which is good actually because. Yeah. A part of my, I think part of, a lot of my drivers come through probably a little bit of subdued anxiety that I didn't know that I probably had due to my situation yeah. when the kids were young. You know, yeah. I had no one to really explain to my parents completely. I got a clue about it like that. And, you know, my friends yeah. at the time, my, my, when I had two kids at 21, my kids, my mates were at uni getting pissed. Yeah. You know, it's you know what I mean? It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. And I no. remember going to the doctor. I remember actually when I got pregnant with my second, with, with my son, I actually didn't re- I actually didn't know I was pregnant for 26 weeks. I'd had this implant in my arm. Yeah. And I remember going to the doctor and saying, "Look, I don't feel I don't feel right." Yeah. Oh, it's normal. It's your implant. Went another month. You know, I was quite big then. Obviously, I, I, I was bigger when I was younger. And um, yeah. I, I was like, I can't lose weight. Oh, I'll take these swimming tablets. Now I'm not really a tablet person either because it's another one of my things that I don't agree with because I think they also give yeah. tablets just to colonise you into a little army of people walking around with no and not yeah. doing it to me. So, um, I was like, no, I'm not sick of them. But I went back and I was telling them about the situation. Oh, I texted I had a fan. I was 20 years old with a baby. Right. And an addict of a boyfriend at the time and that is what she said to me, have some guys upon. I just thought, are you fucked? Yeah. So that was that, that a massive turning point for me, actually, because I actually realised that these people didn't even get it, so there were no fucking point in asking them yeah. no more. Anyway, I went back again, because I just didn't think... Anyway, it turned out that I was 26 weeks pregnant, and yeah. my daughter were only eight months old, so they're only 11 months apart. Right. And I remember, you know, the doctor didn't check any of my notes. You know, there is the information that must have been there, because I'd, I'd only been a few months ago saying that I was... You know, and I, I, I said a little bit about the things that were going on, and you know, there were no. Now I look back and I think I was 21 years old. They yeah. never asked me if I had a family. They never asked me if I had anything. No. They never asked How me vulnerable. Half vulnerable. What a vulnerable I mean, position I mean, to be in. Exactly. Now, what is? I mean, like I said, I'm lucky because I've had upbringing I've had, and I'm pretty. I'm a pretty strong yeah. person. So I don't. I'm not going to fold that easy. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. you know. I I I'd got me. I've obviously been at work from been about twelve, so I I had a really solid job, a solid career going on, yeah. and um, so it, it were it were almost it was like say what it was still hard, but it were easy. I mean, imagine if I had nobody. Where would where would me and my kids have ended up when he's meant to be providing and, and he can't because he's clearly not well? Yeah. What would have happened? I'd have ended up drinking. I'd have ended up on drugs because I would have not been able to cope with that. The kids that have grown up around shouting and screaming probably ended up saying. And they don't understand that cycle, and until that cycle's broke, that it ain't gonna change. But it's almost like they want it to be like that because I don't know. Nothing seems to happen. Social workers don't seem to do anything. You know what I mean? There's more paperwork than there is in going out. Yeah. And none it's of it. Just... Just, it's just a 
work. I mean, so I frustrating. Remember when that uh, when the what was that building called in London that burned down? Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That council. I've got a mental brain fart. But yeah, it's called Grenfell. Of course, it's Grenfell. Grenfell, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Grenfell. Yeah. Um, I remember watching that, and I'm not kidding you. I and I'm not. I'm not. Well, I'm a bit more of a crier these days, but I'm not a big crier. And I sobbed because I would. I literally. I felt the panic in my chest, imagining being on my own in that flat up above yeah. there with two kids. I, I'm not even. I couldn't breathe. I had to turn it off because I was literally hysterical because I. It, it almost like it like I felt it. Do you know what I mean? I thought yeah. I'm because I'm because I'm a bit like that. My brain works like that. I just I just thought, oh my god, imagine yeah. that person having two having two kids and one of you and been and yeah. all that way up. It would have a traumatized. And I thought it's disgusting that it's disgusting. Yeah. But yet again, all all public do, but no really changes. Nothing. People no. can people can riot. They can do what they want. But let's face facts. <laughs> Unless the whole of the public, in the whole world, took a stance against this corporate, these corporations, no, it's going to change. Well, it, you know, it was almost like you know we went into lockdown and and the country came together, didn't they? they? You know, there was this sort of there was this feeling of people coming together, and then it, it, it seems no accident that then the next thing, then everyone's divided again. And, and yeah, it's exactly. almost like you can't help but think, is, are we, you know, are we meant to be divided? Is this, is this what, is this what, you know? Let's face it, what is the actual, if, if everyone, if everyone who are racist or whatever, whatever, against whatever else, we've got a problem with something, if they just took one minute just to take a step back and actually, just actually think seriously about what, what them people are doing to them. Yeah. But the thing is, is you've got people ingraining this behaviour into the kids. I, you know, I see it in school. I've yeah. heard about things and I think, what are you... Because I, obviously, I have to really try and keep out of school playground, maybe, because I just can't yeah. with it. And I'm too, I'm too much of a gobshite and I'll probably get told that I'm not. Yeah. Um, and I hear it, oh, oh, look at them. And I think, doing it in front of the kids... Yeah, this is the, the the thing is it's the responsibility of being a parent and, and that stuff that you're going to pass on. It's just it crucial, and, isn't it? And yeah. that and that I had a bit of a I had a bit of a wake up thing with that, like having this time off. I thought I don't even get any time with kids really. Like when I when I broke my week down, I thought, oh my god, I literally get in half the time. I'm shouting and bawling because I've, I've literally worked ten hours with people yeah. going on at me about their hair, and then obviously I've got all girls and all the rest of it. And then I get home and you start your next job, don't you see, and all that. And, it's kids. and then it's them that get blasted off me. And it's not fair then. No. But the, 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 the world doesn't give you a minute because in between that, I've got to save up for weddings abroad and nights out and kids trips. Yeah. And, you know, where, it's all about revolving around paying for stuff and I'm not, I'm not doing that. No. I'm not doing that no more. Well, I'm not and, doing it for a bit anyway. And it's this thing, I, I constantly say, you know, like, because sometimes my family will say, oh, well, we've got to go there. And I go, why? What, you know. Yeah. <laughs> why? To question it, at least question it. Like, oh, you, yeah, but you've got to go. They've asked you, you know, like, well, why? I'll go. Yeah. But, yeah, but do I want to go? You know, is it important I go? Or the last thing to do is to go because you think you should. Yeah, exactly. I've, stopped, I've really, I've really took a stand for myself this year with that. Yeah. And I said to myself, you know, 
there's just so much stuff I do where I'm like, yeah, of course. I am a bit of a yes person. I say yes to everyone. Like, I'm really yeah. Because I, I can't bear like everybody down. So I end up running myself ragged. Yeah. And I look to on my knees. And then, and then it, got to, it gets to the point where I think, as awful as it sounds, who's actually around, who's actually around them when you're on your ass? Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's it just, I mean, I've had, I've had lots of people, not been, not been awful, but, oh, I can't believe you're going, oh, what am I going to do without you? And I thought, you know what, good. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I don't mind helping anybody, me, but I'm all helped out, you know what I mean? And, and for, I'm all helped out, is that what you say? Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, it's, it's not fair because I, I understand the, the problem, you know, I've got mm. friends who have needed to move out and this and that, and it's like, it's, I don't mind helping. But what if I went there to help these people? What what would actually happen? Yeah. There's an old lady that I've been looking after um, in my village, you know, in lockdown, doing her shopping. She's like 84. She's got nobody in family other than a brother who's 89. So he's about as much use as ornament. Mm. So I rung her up because I do her hair. So I rung her up and I said, look, Josie, I need to look after you and I'll do it for you and stuff. No, no. And I thought, yeah. But then, and then I've been, obviously been doing it still. I'm doing it this week up until I go. And I, I actually thought to myself, what would have happened to her? She doesn't have a computer. She doesn't have a mobile phone. She has nothing. No, no, no. Please tell me what would have happened to her because no, 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 no one's done anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think, so what, what, what would have happened? And then that, that, that then bothers me to the point where it winds me up and it's all right. Maybe will say, you need to calm down, love. I say, I know, I but it fucking winds me up. I think you need a year out. I know, I think I do for a, for a I think when... you do. I think this is the best decision you've made. I think this is sort of like, you know, this is this is time to uh, yeah, take, jump off the hamster wheel for a bit to save your sanity and then you jump, you can jump back on like even better for it, can't you? Well, this is it. And I think, you know, I know my next step, my next step in the business will be to take it on fully. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, the months yeah. will have that time. And the thing is, yeah. I want the months to have that time, but I can't. When I'm dealing with all these different things, and yeah. you know, I can't, I can't get a grip. I haven't got time to process it all. That's the problem. And this is what everyone's problem is. And this is why everyone, everyone's head feels like it's going to come off because mm. they don't have a minute to actually sit and think rationally about the situation and what they're going to do about it. Mm. It's just in your brain, like rah 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 rah, and then people write me <laughs> back. I need something to have it right. Drink. And yeah. so it starts. Do you know what I mean? It's a simple, yeah, really simple process. So, and I don't want to get to that stage myself. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to become that because obviously I've got. I've, I've enough fun with it as it is. So I don't want to become that. I don't want the kids to be around that when I'm trying to keep them away from it. You know what I mean? Um, and going back to what you said about you know like that lady and, and, and what would have happened to her without you there. Um, some of the centres that we that we visit all across the UK are just run by like very small independent charities. Very few. In fact, I, I, I can't think of one. In fact, I can't think. We've got 67 sites across the UK, right? I can't think of one that's government-run. No, none of them. It's like Salvation Army. It's, um, what was your one? It's CAD, is it? CAF. CAF. CAF, yeah. There's a lot of, um, of church-run as well. Yeah, there's there's lots of multi. I do multi faith ones, so they you know they may be like Sikh run or Muslim run or yeah, or, yeah. or or Christian run, uh, but it, it's all people helping people, and I I really struggling to think. In fact, I'm sure. 
off. No, no, there ain't one. No? no. But you know what makes me laugh? People slag off everybody and everyone's got a problem with Muslims or everybody else has got a problem with. Yeah. Yeah. But can I just say something? You don't very, you very rarely see anybody Muslim on the street because somebody would take them in. And let's yeah. face it, the probably Western, Westernized people are a lot easier, easily led because they have a lot more of a free upbringing. Yeah. So we can, we, you know, I'm not being awful. Where are the people slagging these people off? But these people yeah. make money off our people. Because yeah. we're the stupid ones doing it because we can't cope with our life because we're creating this own thing because we're not educated, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Never mind teaching bloody, oh, I cannot work, you know, sewing at school or they don't even do it anymore. What do they teach you? Some sort of shite that they teach you. Why don't you yeah. teach them how to pay a damn bill? Tell them, tell them how to teach them how to save, how to be a other community, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't have, this is what I mean about it, I can't have my kids being brought up in this sort of in this sort of um, environment, you know, I freak out about going to high school and I think, God, what if what if my son ends up getting involved in life and into a gang? And this is a yeah. real life problem these days. And I try, it's hard because I try, I try and tell my mum and dad, you know, these are my worries. You know, the gangs, the drugs, you know, drugs. What's at high? And I think mum, you don't have a, you, you don't have a clue. There's the 13, yeah. 14 year olds sniffing drugs, taking drugs. Yeah. I mean, I've got I had, a, I had a brilliant, brilliant guest on the podcast, Paul Hannaford. Um, and if you get a chance, listen to Paul Hannaford's podcast with me. I will. He 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 does he does this incredible work where he just goes to schools, um, and he he talks about the realities because he was a former you know drug user. Uh, he's he's got a horrendous story. You know, um, he's still suffering to this day from some of the injuries from injecting and all that. Yeah, yeah. And he. You know, he he literally is like um, a beacon of light in these places. But he had to fight for years to, just to get in and speak. Yeah, this was the thing, and, and and it was like what you couldn't do. You 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 couldn't believe that they were to, that they was almost like reluctant to have him come in. Now yeah. that he's very very popular, and he you know, and I think he ticked right. boxes for him. He, he's inundated with work. But then what he was saying was, they all wanted to get in, all the kids that are sort of 16 are all got these problems. And he, he's saying, no, don't get me to talk to the, that year, get me to talk to the 10 year olds and that, you know, like, yeah. if you sort, if you sort the problem at that age, you're not going to have so much of a problem at the older age, well, you know, and even point. that took a long time to get through. This was my point about Greece, you know, I can help the kids ride out their, their emotions that are, are going to come about the dance. Because I'm in a different environment, they're not being pressured into playing playing Fortnite or TikTok or whatever other shite that they do. Yeah. You know, they don't have any of that thing. They can actually concentrate and process the information that I, that I'm telling them, which will will help them heal. You know what I mean? It'll help them understand to the point where they probably get older and they won't they won't follow the crowd. That is not what I want. Yeah. My kids. I've been into school. I do a bit of work in my local school, you know, like careers advice and stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, because the government cut the careers advice. Yeah. Uh, kids aren't going to fucking clue because their asses are white from age. You know what I mean? The parents are too soft with them. I'm not being awful. It's either yeah. soft or laziness. Half of it's laziness. You know, they're given tablets. They're given whatever they want just to shut them up half the time. And they, they look after. I am, you know, they don't even, there's kids who are 15 who can't even put their own clothes away. Yeah, I know. And then yeah. they, they expect them in a year's time to leave school and get a job and sort their life out. 
So I was going into school and talking a bit about careers and, you know, explaining about this and that. And it wasn't just about um, hairdressing, it was about, you know, as a business owner sort of thing, what we'd look for yeah. in kids. And, you know, all of them were completely unmotivated, hated the teachers. I did like a, um, you know, like a, an interview thing where I yeah. interviewed them, like as a thing. And all of them were just like, I don't know, um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I thought, where's, where's these kids' personalities? They're not allowed to where's have them. Where's the passion? Like yeah, yeah. They've got nothing. Oh, yeah. just, all they're told is that half the time, they're, they're rubbish or they're gobby or whatever, or then they've got yeah. kids' that they don't look like they should look. And these, these, these adults who were meant to be nurturing, teaching these kids, don't seem to get that. You know, a, See, a, girl, a girl said to me, for my teacher, yeah. said, uh, my teacher said I was stupid. All right, great. Sounds... And then I went to I went to one of my friends um, is a head head of year at a school in East London. So I've done her hair for years. She comes up home for me to do her own, and she says, "Please come, please come." So I off I went to London to do a similar sort of careers there. And I thought ahead, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to wear my normal clothes, not like suit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be a bit more casual because let's face it, I'm talking to kids. Yeah, yeah. That's so it, I yeah. went and I had some nice trainers on, and like you could see my tattoo a little bit, you know, just so that the yeah. I had all kids at my table. All these other people from business colleges stood there in the black suits. I thought, you stood there with your arms folded for a start. <laughs> like, what's wrong? And I told them about, I told them, you know what I mean? I sort of explained that I had kids when I was young and, you know, girls, if you're getting some things, it don't mean you have to, you know. And yeah. I had all these kids all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my friends were like, I can't even believe what's just happened. She's like, all these, none of kids wanted to go to other things. I called a bit of a scene to I think everyone hated me. But I didn't care. I thought, well, choose your audience then. If you don't care about these kids, don't come. Yeah. If you don't and care the about thing. And they don't right. care, no problem. So many people, like, um, will be in the position, that, especially, like, because we both know hairdressing, that, you know, these kids come along and they're not interested and they've got no passion yeah, and all and these they get, things. And they get sent because they don't get good GCSEs and that's an offence to our industry. Yeah, um, well, the thing, the difference is some some owners will just complain about that, but you're going in the schools and, and telling them telling them what you think. So at least you're getting off your ass and going in and saying yeah. about it. Otherwise, because all you're doing is complaining otherwise. And if you just yeah, complain, nothing gets done, does it? No, and I think the problem is, is every, everybody these days are so busy. Yeah. They really, and they just they can't, because their heads are so full of shit, and it's not even really pointless stuff. They can't make any time for else other than what they're doing. Yeah. It's not been awful. People deleted Facebook. They have plenty of time to go and yeah. do something for 10 minutes or, you know. But they don't. They choose, they choose to do it because it's, that's just what you do now, and it's like it's, it's habitual, and, you know, mm. humans are a creature of habit. Oh, gotcha. A habit is a a form of addiction. It is. And people just don't, they just, I just don't know what else to say to people to make them get it. So don't. Well, I think (laughs) you're not shy of giving your opinion. Uh, (laughs) I think you need to go away for a year. I definitely do that. That's why my head blows up. Well, your head blows up. You'd be like that. And then poor people in uh, where that um, the, where that explosion was yesterday. I can't stop watching that. That's horrific. Oh, my God. You know, so that'd be your head going off. You know, like, <laughs> there'd be that size of that scale of it. I think you need to get off the hamster wheel and then uh, refresh yeah. and then get back on it. But, yeah. um, you know, like, 
the thing is, we need people with passion. We need people with their opinions. We ain't got to agree with everyone's opinions, but we need, no, need to have them, you know. I think, I think that's the thing people need to learn, you know. An opinion is basically a thought. A thought yeah. is something that you've created in your brain. You know whether it's false or true. And it's, the thing is, the people, when they start being a bit anxious and stuff, just to forget what they're doing and they start believing the thing that isn't mm. true. And it's, you know, it's a massive thing. It's just a massive thing that's been created now. And it's a shame because people are really suffering and people aren't mm. taking it serious. And then there's people on Instagram like, oh, God, you know, having an anxious day. Well, if you were really anxious that much, Bab, you wouldn't be in your crop top doing a video, would you? So, off. Or, or, or the other one is living my best life. I mean, that oh, one God. always gets me because none of us are. You know, let's have a bit of honesty and have a bit of reality in there, you know. I told you to be a little bit honest and just think about your life. Yeah. And then if you maybe people have the bollocks to make some changes, then they wouldn't be so bloody miserable. You wouldn't be making everybody else around them miserable. Yeah. Yeah, and you've got to take a chance. No, no, take responsibility for themselves, though. Yeah. Because I see it. Like I said, I see it. Mm. I I have, I know, you you have people telling you the same thing each time you see them, same problem, and I think, well... Yeah. Obviously, I'm a, well, I'm a bit of a realist, so I'm like, bish, bash, bosh, you need to do this. Yeah, I mean, I, I was working with someone yesterday, you know, like, who's got um, some addiction problems, and, and, and that, I, <laughs> I think that's expecting, you know, they're, they're so used to people saying, well, you shouldn't do that because it's wrong. And my approach isn't that. My approach was like, well, look, if you're going to do it, there's consequences. Yeah. And if you've just got to take, you've got to take responsibility. You know, so if you if you if you want to do it, do it, but but be prepared and accept any responsibilities uh, of of your actions and consequences. Well, that's, that's what they need to be taught because they can't. Yeah. They can't be. Um, they can't be. They can't be um, shown to think that there's no consequence to anything because this is why no. they're getting this problem because they think they can do what they damn well want. They think they yeah. can, you know, you know, you've got parents paying off thousands of pounds of bloody. A drug yeah. bill for the kids because it's, because they don't want anyone yeah. to find out and they won't make them learn the lesson. No. And you've got to, as, as, you know, as, as, a, as an actual person, parent or not, you've got to take, a, take some sort of charge of at least yourself. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But it's, well, then it's difficult to say that when you've been, you know, <laughs> when you've had a life full of shit, you know, for these people who are on the street and stuff. There's no way up for them, Dad. Well, look, we need a lot more people like you. Um, uh, even though I'm sad to see you go, <laughs> I'm sure within, I'm sure, I said to you yesterday, I'm sure within a few months there'll be a project going out there and I'll be flying out to help you But, um, you know, good luck with everything. Uh, you know, I really, really mean that. You're, you're a wonderful person. And I, you know, I wish you all the best. And, uh, you know, obviously keep in touch. Let me know you're getting on out there. Definitely and, will. Uh, but, but thank you for your time today. And, no uh, I'll get back to my packing now. All, all the best with it. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you very much. See you soon. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Just over five years ago, I did something that changed my life. What it did, more than I could have ever realised, it helped me. I have met some absolutely amazing people, some of the people that work in some of these places. Many of them are volunteers, but some of them, it is their job. This is more than a job, this is a calling.